Welcome to ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. Coming up on today's show, this is going to be a good one. Um, Jesse Bates said that the division is up in the air. But is it? And now that he has his money, is Jarvis going to call him by his real name? <laughs> Last but not least for the culture. <laughs> We're talking wings. That's about it. That's all I got. It's ATL Day Ones. Let's go. This is ATL Day Ones. Part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And it starts now. I want to start off by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. And remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five-star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. Today's episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. But T, Jesse Bates out here popping off. Yesterday, when you got a chance to speak to the media, talking about the division is up in the air. Yeah, we were the Bengals. I understand, you know, being at the bottom of the division, then messing around and winning the division, then going to the Super Bowl. I think I, we can do that right here. I find that very interesting, T, because we've talked about, we've had plenty of conversations about when we looking at the quarterbacks in this division, you're like, oh, no, it's looking a little shaky. The, the Falcons have a, a rookie quarterback in Desmond Ritter, but he had more starts. At that time, he had more starts than any quarterback in the division. But now, you got Baker Mayfield at Tampa. You have uh, – who's going to battle it out with Kyle Trask. And you have um, – I'm sorry, Derek Carr down in New Orleans. And then the Carolina Panthers. We'll, we know it's going to be a rookie quarterback more than likely. And I, when you think about that, I think Jesse Bates might be on to something, but I think it comes with a little caveat first. But I'll, I'll let you respond first. Do you think he's on to something when he's talking about division being up in the air like it is? Oh, I most definitely do because oftentimes what we look at with free agency is if the, the teams in the division made money moves, did you make corresponding moves? And I feel like Terry yeah. Fontenot and Arthur Smith made corresponding moves for any and every little thing that the Saints did. So, yeah, you went out and got Derek Carr. Woohoo! Okay, well – the Falcons went out and got themselves a solid backup. So now they've got a good one-two punch. So, Indeed. and that's just one of the examples. Okay, Carolina, you went out and kind of sold everything in the house so that you could potentially get a quarterback who you think is going to be NFL ready now, whether that's CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. Okay, fine. Falcons have themselves a, a QB one-two, and he's pretty darn good. And then you think about all of the moves that the Falcons made. Of course, you already know where I'm going on defense. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. Think about those moves. Mm -hmm. I don't think if I look across the space of the Bucks, the Panthers, the Saints, and maybe them combined, to be honest, Jarvis, I don't think they made the kind of moves that the Falcons made to shore up that defense. So, yes, I believe Jesse Bates is absolutely on target. And one more thing, one more thing. When Joe Burrow and the Bengals were out there stinking up the joint, and I would even say when Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars were out there stinking up the joint, everybody was looking like, dang, is this going to be like a three, four, ten-year type of rebuild situation until they're in contention and we know that the Bengals almost got back again yeah. over the Chiefs and we saw what the Jaguars were able to do to just say hey let me let you know we're coming so yeah I do not think that Jesse Bates is over exaggerating by any stretch of the imagination because like he said he has seen the blueprint and if he saw the blueprint in Cincinnati and he thinks this blueprint is close to it in Atlanta I'm going with what he said 
Yeah, and it, and, it, and it's I find it very interesting that you know from a team concept, a team building culture yeah. establishing type way. I think this Arthur Smith. I kind of understand the signing from that standpoint because like when you talk about guys like Kyle Pitts and AJ Terrell, all those guys have the same uh, the same agent. So and uh, Jesse Bates even talked about how that was kind of an influence on him as well as far as coming down here. And those guys got a chance to really get to know each other. Because when they were on a van headed to Flowery Branch and there was an accident, so they they had plenty of time to uh to uh talk, speak with each other. Like Davey on your model, obviously, you know they made him official as well. You know with Jesse Bates, obviously, and um and Caden Ellis. I don't know why I always stutter with his name. Caden Ellis, uh, who was a linebacker from the Saints as well. So those guys got a chance to talk to you know talk to the media and everything and talk about their experiences so far and how they ended up. In Atlanta, and uh, Jason Bay said that he said the, the things that they learned and talked about is going to be something that's going to be able to, to help them establish a rapport with each other and the rest of their teammates. So I'm very, I, I'm, I'm always looking for like little things that that kind of little indicators as far as from a team builder standpoint is what going to make going to establish these guys as, as a team and, and be able to go forward because we talked about with Drake London and, and Desmond Ritter, like. That stuff matters. I know people may think that might be insignificant, but that that type of stuff matters when it comes from a team building standpoint. But T, when you look at this roster and you talk about the additions with Terry Fondo and all those guys I just mentioned that that he has brought in, do you feel like something is missing? Yeah, <laughs> I I do a little bit. Yeah, I know where you're going, but but go I ahead. think it matters. It depends on the definition of missing because mm-hmm. you kind of have two ways to look at it. If you want to look at eleven and eleven on both sides of the ball, and do you feel like you have all eleven ready to go, your starters who could hit the ground come week one? I would say no. But if you mm-hmm. asked me if they were very close, yeah. And if you asked me if you looked at the depth chart and just went too deep, were they good at just about every position now? I would absolutely say yes to that. So, yeah, I think that probably depth-wise, they are as close as you can possibly get to being a complete team ready to compete in the division. But I do think we have some holes there because, hey, on ATL Day 1s, you already know that we still believe that number eight they need to go for a pass rusher. And yes, they've shored up the interior. But we still have some things that we need to do to continue to shore up that that front line and get those trenches straight. So that's why I would say I don't think you kind of have your 11 there. And one more thing, Jarvis. I am not convinced that we're fully finished with completing the O-line either on that left side. Yes, I think the right side's good to go. But yeah. maybe from that center spot on, minus Shake Matthews might have some opportunity there to, to get yourself another starter because I'm not sure that that's completely ready to rock and roll day one. Uh, I'm with you. And, I, and I'll and be interested to see if they try to tap into the Elijah Wilkinson uh, again. Yeah. I think that'll be something that'll be uh, be able to bring in at least to compete for the spot. And I think that um, the, the look that we got at him last year, I, I really wholeheartedly believe it. If he's able to remain healthy, that'll be a yes. solid – a solid pickup uh, going forward. Now, T, 
obviously yesterday, you know, with all the hoopla around the Georgia uh, Pro Days, and we talked about that with Jalen Carter and obviously Stetson Bennett getting a chance to talk for the first time since his arrest and his dealings out there in Dallas, out there knocking on doors, drunk as all get out in the middle of the morning. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> um, but um, Georgia Tech Pro Day went down yesterday, and – you know, one one thing about me, T, I'm always big on, like, first impressions. And my first impression that I got from Keon White when I got a chance to talk with him down at the Senior Bowl was the fact that this young man is well on his way. And we, when I talk about – when you talk about being self-aware, a lot of times it's hard for these guys, especially when you go into the NFL and uh, project to be a first-round draft pick, yeah. that self-awareness might not be as big <laughs> as you may think. But when – I met him. I, I was very impressed by this guy, by this young man. And I even said, went as far as saying, hey, I would love for the Falcons uh, to, to, to draft this guy. And But I want you to – I want to play something for you. You know, I want to get your reaction to it. Keon said something that I thought was very interesting when he was asked about who he models his game after. Particularly for me, I kind of sort of try to be an individual because I feel like when you do what everybody else does, you're going to be just like everybody else. So that's a big model for me. Um, so there's not anybody that I watch that I'm like, hey, this is who I want to model my game after. Because everybody's different. So I want to be the best player that I could be. So I guess the, the player I want to model my game after is not there yet. He's not in the league yet because it's me. So that's, that's it. My guy. So you know when I hear things, you know, Jarvis, music plays in my head all day, every day. So the first thing I heard was, I'm different. Yeah, I'm different because he is different. Okay. Yeah. Keon White is going to hit somebody's roster real different. The other thing I thought about was when you quoted what Jesse Bates said, coupled with what we just heard Keon White said, do we not always say that the Falcons need dogs and not just dogs who play like them, but dogs like Cordero Patterson, he'll get on Twitter in a heartbeat and start campaigning for a player that he wants or say exactly what it is with the whole media training and all that stuff. Mm -mm. Exactly. It's out the door and yet still professional yet still gets his point across, but he's going to, I said what I said, that's who he is. That is what you need more and more and more of those. The more you get, the more that also becomes the identity of your team. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah. I said, forget that he's got that raw talent that they're waiting to kind of tap into to see what they can make him into. What he is now as a person and what you need, if you can meld those two things together, coupled with the fact that you and I have already said there are some veterans that can mentor the likes of him or Jalen Carter why wouldn't you go after that person? Or Miles yeah. Murphy, why wouldn't you go after that person? But Keon White in particular, I was like, ooh. I said, now it depends on what board you read, but right now he's kind of hovering middle to late first round. Mm-hmm. And if the Falcons don't have to do anything but sit at eight, or if they only have to move up to seven or six and they don't really lose anything, especially they don't lose their second rounder, I would take that 44 so fast. I mean, they moved up to get Caleb McGarry and – Okay, but mm-hmm. I would take that 44 so fast if Keon White was in reach, I would do it yeah. in a heartbeat if I were the Falcons. And it, and here's the thing, from my from from my eyeballs, mm-hmm. he'll he'll be available in the teams. Uh, I don't think he's going to be available at the end of the first round because yeah yeah like, the more and more of these <laughs> that's why I was like yeah, get the meet know. and interact with this dude. He ran yes. what a four seven at two eighty five. Like yes, like that's all you can. Nice for. combine that's, that even, yeah. even confirmed what you saw in person yes. and even that um, drive that we want to see. Right yesterday after his pro day, he was so 
frustrated with himself because he, I guess, just injured himself. Just a, a tweaked mild injury. hamstring, yeah, tweaked, mm-hmm. exactly. Tweaked I'm that hammy, 40, yeah. right? And so he was mad because he just knew in his heart that that second forty he was going to go off. And I was yep. like, "That's the guy that you need. You need the guy like Nolan Smith did a couple of weeks ago. Like yep. that wasn't a good forty. That wasn't good enough." That's the guy that you need because he's also going to be the guy that looks around at everybody else and says, so you're bringing your A game today or what? Yeah, I think the from a competitive standpoint, because at the end of the day, a lot of times people look at, you know, these pro days and, and these this combine and say, hey, these guys are competing against each other. No, they're not. They compete against themselves. And Keon White, to, to come out and say what he said as far as, hey, who I model my game after is not in the league. <laughs> it's me. Like I, I love that. Like because that's that's the type of mindset you have to have on third and long. Who gonna get home? Me. That's the answer to the question. I am. Ain't no gonna be like, all right, let's go. Let's see who gonna get. Nuh-uh. I'm about to get here. Y'all can meet me there. But uh, yeah, meet me there or beat me there. So I think when you have a guy like that talking, speaking that type of language, that's the type of stuff I love to hear because it brings back fond memories but yeah but yeah i think keon white is a guy definitely keep an eye out for if the falcons are willing to trade back a few slots i wholeheartedly believe that he will be there and they can get them a hell of a player and i think he's going to be a guy that's going to be productive in the nfl now t you know in march madden is going down all that good stuff right and we got the hawks getting ready to get back into some action as a matter of fact Bo just signed a big boy deal. Four years, $68 million. Yeah, I ain't changed it yet. JT, I'm going to get to it. I'm, a, I'm still waiting. What does that mean, though, for the roster in this summer? Because we know some decisions will have to be made. We'll talk about that next. But first, we got to talk about FanDuel because it is the number one sports book in America. Um, Yes, yeah, so, you know, you guys rock with the number one podcast in America. So why don't you not with the rock with the number one sports book? Because guess what? If you're a new customer, they got the no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanBoo Sports app because it's safe, secure, and it's super easy to use, people. I'm telling you, you don't have to worry about your information being passed along around the black web and all that, that, that stuff. You don't have to worry about that. They got you locked in right here. Now, what you can do, you can also bet the spread, the money line, the total, threes made, all that stuff, man. It's going down tonight. I'm telling you, State Farm Arena, the Hawks, you need to get on it. Plus, FanDuke, they let you even combine your best for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So, what you need to do, don't miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 and bonus bets back when you get to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel an official sports betting partner of the nba so the hawks did a little work off the court in their days off been off for four days of course getting ready to take on the warriors tonight their last game against the warriors this season but before they hit the court They took care of one of their guys, Bogey Bogdanovich. Bogdan gets a four-year, $68 million contract, according to sources, to extend him. It's going to start in the 2023-24 year. And, of course, that means he declined the $18 million option in favor of this contract. Now, so far, Bogdan has been averaging 14 points, three rebounds, three assists per game, 43 games this year. Not bad for him in terms of dealing with his comeback from injury, and he actually had five starts as well. 
Now, this one for me was interesting because I would venture to say none of us kind of saw this coming. But since since we're here, what do you think about this move that the Hawks have decided to make to extend bogey? Bogey, Jarvis, bogey. Yes. Um, He's earned his name. Yes, yes. Bogdan Bogdanovich. If you're shooting 40% from three this year on this squad, yeah, man. Like, I got to call you. I got to go with Bogdan. And 43% from the field? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That dude, he's been pretty consistent when you're talking about coming off the bench. So, but yeah, I think ultimately this, I think the Landry Fields of the world and, and, and of course, Quinn Snyder. I think this is like, like this is this is the guy that we want to keep around, and I think this might mean John Collins might be out for real yes, this time. T. Yes. When you talk about twenty five million dollars on the books, Trey's a big boy contract kicking in next year. Uh, you got DeAndre Hunter stuff, who's about to get ready to start kicking in as well. So all of those things come into play when you're talking about which pieces we're going to move around because we know, like you're not going. to be well into the luxury tax or, or pay into the luxury tax if you're still trying to figure your figure things out yeah. you make you subtract you subtract salary to until you figure it out and then once you feel like you're contender then you kind of jump into those waters dip your toe into those waters so to speak and i think tony Russell would be more than willing to do that but not with a subpar team at sitting at 34 and 35 with with uh about what 17 18 games left to go in the season so yeah i think that's the thing that come came to mind initially because I, to be honest with you, they traded for John Collins' replacement, Sadiq yeah. Bay. We've been yeah. talking about how he's been playing yeah. well. Bo has been man, sorry, sorry. Bogdan bogey. has been playing very well, or Bogey has been playing very well on defense also. And yes. even Trey Young is is, is locked in. He's, he's trying. 14, yeah. 14, he's trying. A little scrappy. 14 steals yeah. over two weeks, last two weeks, 14 steals. Yeah. I'll take that that's all day, where, every day. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And that's kind of how Steph Curry kind of – Implemented himself or yep, involved himself on defense as well. So we know he was a defensive liability early on, and he figured out a way to get involved on that side of the basketball. But, yeah, I think this is a, a definitely a message like, hey, this guy has some value to us, and we're probably going to look to see if we can find some value in return for you. Yeah, because <laughs> what you just said is a great example, right? Of course, Trey is known for the pick and roll, whether he's doing the pick and roll with Clint Capella, John Collins, or – of recent Onyeka Okongwu, but to your point, he was below, he was hovering around like a little over two steals earlier on in the season. And as the season wore on, he just kept getting closer to averaging like three steals a game. The point of that is that now puts your team in position to be on transition, in transition, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. get up on the break. You can get up on the break and kick it out to Bogey, and you pretty much know you're going to get a three. You can kick it out to Sadiq Bay. You pretty much know you're going to get a made yep. three and AJ Where's Griffin the as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is. Exactly. So it really gives you the opportunity in certain places to say, hey, if I can just get a little defense, then I know that I can get my offense to be more effective, right? Yeah. And more efficient because that's what they were known for last year. I mean, they at the end of the league season, they were at the top for efficiency in shooting. Yes. It's not them. One this of the better year. teams in the NBA. Yeah. Exactly. So I think you make a great point about how this move will impact everybody else. So, yes, it signals that the Hawks are looking at him as being a part of their long term strategy, but it also signals or should signal to some people that you better figure out what your game is and your contribution is going to be real quick because, yeah, the Hawks might make that play in round, but they're about to go fishing real soon. 
And when they go fishing, you might not go fishing with them. You might be fishing with somebody else's team. And like you said, there's, a, there's, I don't think you you trade AJ Griffin. Let, let's just no, 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 no. I think no, Jalen no, Johnson no. is actually starting to make a case with the coaching staff, not with the fans. He has value. Everybody else yes. feels like he has value, but I think he's starting to make his case with them, and that's the important piece. And we saw a video yesterday from our girl um, Jamila Johnson. She had uh, John John Collins working out with Kyle Korver on his. Mm really on his mid-range shot mm -hmm. and i said to myself he better get that mid-range shot right real fast yeah because you me, gotta let me, let, yeah. me, let me speak on that because i think you made a really good point but but in, in regards to that though like that ain't gonna help like that's not gonna help <laughs> i'm sorry like, that's not enough that's not gonna, that's not that's not enough like you need to be able to shoot the three like yeah. sorry like that's, that's or, the way this offense is constructed you need to be able to shoot a three right. because or you Clint better Capella be a lockdown defender is the pick and roll guy yeah, he's the pick exactly. and roll guy. Yeah, you're That's just it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> you're 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 now third in line, to be honest, because when double O is in there, he's really, you know, the, the preferred second option. But yeah, to your point, you've got one of two things to do. Either you better give them more on the offensive side of the ball, and not to make it too simple, but really let's be real, the three-pointer, the three ball. Yeah, that's it. If you can't give yeah. them a three ball, you better be a lockdown defender. And really, you better do it on the wing. Hmm. Have we seen anybody from that team be a lockdown defender on the wing consistently? The answer is hell no. Hell so because no. we've not, yeah. And yeah. I guess the only other question I'll ask before I ask my my. Well, let me let me, let me uh, make a point because sure. I think uh, I'm glad that you brought up a uh, young uh, Kongu because I yes. think that the sense of urgency is real because yes. guess what. Oyeka Kongu is going to be a free agent after 2024. Uh, also, DeJounte Murray, the guy who you traded three first-round picks for, yeah, he's going to be a free agent after uh, 24 as well. And Sadiq Bey, the guy who you just traded for and potentially could be John Collins, a cheap John Collins replacement, is, is going to be a free agent after 2024. So all of those, the, the sense of urgency is realty. Yeah. When you're talking about them giving him this extension right now, not allowing him to get to the uh, hit the market or decline his options, because we got reports of that was going to happen yes. maybe about three weeks ago yeah. from uh, my guy uh, Mike Scotto. So mm -hmm. I think when you have those, all of these these the puzzle pieces are starting to really come together, and I think that when you when John start really accessing where he is, because I'm sure Quinn Snyder has told him, oh, yeah. he seems like a guy who can very be very straightforward and blunt. With love, because hey, he he cares about you as a player. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are some things that needs to happen on this roster from a financial standpoint, in order for this team to be able to assess where they are without spending their way and, and trying to figure out things as they're sitting in the luxury tax. I don't think that's yeah. the, the the what Tony Wrestler wants to do, and I don't think that's what Landry Fields wants to do at all as well. Right, and it'll be interesting to see how that even impacts DeAndre Hunter because that's a name that as some of these moves have been made, you haven't really heard a lot about. And so maybe that indicates that he's secure, but I really don't know. To me, he's still a question mark that we probably need to see at least five to seven more games to see if he gets back to two-way Dre to yeah. see if he stays on this roster for next season. Now, speaking of coming back to this season, if you think the Hawks have woes, you should be a Warriors fan when they are on the road. They are yes. 7 and 27. And for tonight, Kevon Looney is questionable. He's actually probable. So we'll, we'll go with he, he probably mm -hmm. will play. Steph Curry's questionable, but I think he's probably going to be a go as well, just because, hey, you dropped 50 in, in the last game. You, you're probably still good. 
You know who won't go? Draymond Green. You get a 16th mm. technical foul, the league sits you down. Why do I mention that? Because this is an opportunity for the Hawks to take advantage of. You know, they almost beat them back in January. Heartbreaking double overtime loss to the Warriors at Golden State. So you're ripe mm-hmm. and ready to deal with this team. But Jarvis, what are maybe one or two things that you feel like they can do to just get this W? I just play focused basketball. Like, just come, just come locked in. Like, come out here and play because – like when this team is locked in defensively, let me say that. When this team is locked in defensively, they are a pretty good doggone basketball team. And a lot of times you could tell, I know you could tell, I can I can tell as well, like how they come out in that first quarter, it pretty much can predict what they're gonna be for the next three because this team, they can come out and be in La La Land sometimes. And I think that for the key for them, though, tonight is, is definitely locking in on defense. And if it's Steph Curry plays, closing out on threes, yes. making sure they're, you know, uh, if they're switching, making sure they're, they're staying in front of their guys. And then if a guy like Jalen Johnson, is who, can, who has been starting to become a nice perimeter defender uh, at the top of that defense, I, think, I see you, Quinn Stott. I see what you're doing, dude. I'm paying the real attention. So I think if they can get everything – uh, get focused in on that on defensive end, and I think it's going to be easy to uh, to get to get buckets and get a win tonight. Yeah, and they they need that because they had one of their worst assist games, only 17 assists. That's unheard of for the Hawks in their loss on Monday, and that also speaks to lack of ball movement. But like yep. Quinn Snyder said, you can't get an assist if you don't make a basket. So there's that. So we'll see what happens uh, at the tip tonight, 7:30 down at State Farm Arena. But Something else that's tipping off, of course, is March Madness. We're getting knee-deep into it. Had the first upset last night by Virginia. Sorry, Dre. But, uh, yeah, Virginia is out of there. And if you are a Virginia fan and you want to drown your sorrows, go get yourself a Bilt Bar because you might need that chocolate in your life as you try to figure out how the Cavaliers went down last night and how brackets were busted because we're hearing like from one outlet, there are only a thousand brackets left that were busted last night. Thanks to Virginia, the number four being beat by the number 13. So that bill bar, it'll give you some protein. That'll give you a boost, kind of get you back ready for the games tonight. Also. So that's like what? 17 grams unbelievable protein there and then only four grams of sugar and only 130 calories you can't beat that peanut butter churro all kinds of cool flavors for you as well if you still like to do everything online you know what you can do you can watch atl day ones online then you can go order yourself some built bars at built.com but if you are cool and you like to do brick and mortar you still enjoy shopping Go right to Sam's get your 13 bars or you can go to Walmart and get your four bars just don't forget to get your built bar. Locked on Sports Atlanta family, listen up. I got something for you. What's that, Jarvis? I have a proposition for you. I need you to go to YouTube and hit that subscribe button when you see our videos. Locked on Sports Atlanta. We're right there. We'll pop right up. ATL Day Ones with Jarvis and Tanisha. Go ahead and do that as well. You know what I mean? That's what we're here for you. We're here for you Monday through Friday. And we're trying to get the 6,000 subscribers, so we need your help. So if you haven't done so, if you're listening or watching this podcast, make sure that you go help us out so we can meet our goal because we are doing some things over here. We want you to, to join in on the party each and every day. But T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about because that's just how we get down on the show. Um, today is no different. How about this? Uh, a Twitter account that I follow that I 
I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it is a great follow on Twitter at Georgia Followers. Um, and I think it's this is something that, that that touched my heart. They dropped a wing ranking T, and we're gonna go through all of these. And I'm gonna ask you a question as we go through them. Um, <clears throat> and I probably know the answer to this, but hey, for kicks and giggles, and for all our folks to kind of get in on the 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 eatery bougerie that you uh you deal with in the city of Atlanta, we're gonna we're gonna let the folks in. All right, so um, they ranked them. Uh, in, in a particular order, it's like six of them, and I'm gonna start with with number six. T, number six is the Wing Factory. Have you ever been to the Wing Factory before? We're gonna go with no. Okay, I have not been to the Wing back Factory before. You haven't been? Okay, no, no, that's I haven't. I haven't. Okay. I have not. I have not. I have not been to the Wing. So factory. we need a field trip to the Wing Factory. For yes, the Wing Factory. Clearly. Yes, yeah. There are a couple on here that we might need to take a little field trip to because these oh. pictures are amazing. Um, number five is Three Dollar Cafe. Have you been to Three Dollar Cafe? I have. Yes, I have too, and yes. they do have some really good wings. So mm-hmm. I think uh, that's a, definitely a spot. Mm-hmm. Number four is Clay Sports Cafe. Have you been to Clay Sports Cafe? Never heard of it. Sorry. Me either. I have not. So we'll just move on from that one. Um, <laughs> and number number three, T, it's called the local. Now. This is one I feel like we need to go try out because they have yes, some more. Yes, I've heard cool. about the local. Yes. The Korean buffalo wings, mm-hmm. Korean and, 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 and mild sauce or medium sauce. I think I might be very interested in it. I'm intrigued by that one. So that might be one I want to definitely check out. Now, T, if you've gone to this spot, I don't know if I'd be able to continue the show. The number two on this list. Is the Magic City Kitchen? Have you partaked? Huh? Before? Yeah. Huh? No. Say, say what? No. Magic City Kitchen. Are you? I'm, I'm sorry. Like the, the kitchen. The kitchen, not the other like, stuff. The kitchen. Like the booty bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the booty bar. <laughs> uh, the, the the kitchen inside the booty bar. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so now, you can go to the kitchen without. Yes. Going to the, you spot. can actually get it delivered from I there. Not, what? Yes, yes. So you can get the little wheels. You know what I'm saying? Like you I get the little wheels. You can, you can sample them. Yeah, you can get it delivered. Because, now, real talk. Randy McMichael and Hugh Douglas were supposed to take me on a field trip. Okay. To Magic City. Wow. And it was allegedly to try out the wings. Yes, but of course, of we course. know Hugh has abandoned me. He's gone to Philly. <laughs> So we're no longer friends. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he's in Philly. And, and Randy has just abandoned me as well on my field trip. So I guess I'm going to have to break down and go. I, but I, I didn't know. I always thought I had to go in. You know, and go through can all take of the, you there too now, Yeah, because I didn't know. Drip, treatment it could now. be a field trip. Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I thought you had to like take, take it all in. And no. you know how I feel about other people's. OPP, okay. So <laughs> we'll get into that OPP a little bit later on. But last but not least, to you on this list, I, I think that you know, um, uh, this is one that I've heard a lot of, but I've never tasted. I'll taste it before. Is Atlanta Best Wings? Have you ever heard of Atlanta Best Wings? And if you heard of it, have you been there before? Heard of it, never been, but yeah, yeah, I've heard that. That's a good look too. 
So I yeah. think we've got some work to do, which is shocking yeah. because you love wings. But I, then I again, have my go-tos though. Like there's, I was gonna say, your spots didn't make the cut. But yeah. you know, I have raved about the one you sent me to a couple months ago, uh, JJ's. Like, yes. yeah, so amazing. Please, if you haven't gone, please it. go. Yes. JJ's fish and chicken. Yes, they got you. Yes, your whole Get the life. Extra seasoning. Yeah. That's what, yes. Now the, Get the extra, extra seasoning, seasoning, people. That's the, that's the ticket because yes. it's a good, but the extra seasoning makes it great. It's a yes. great wing, and you can put that seasoning over everything, like your fries. All, all of it. it, everything, whatever's in the box, throw it on the bread. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Don't you just see the joy like overtaking us when we're talking about this? Yes, we will not steer you wrong right here on ATL Day Ones, and we really appreciate you guys for rocking with us and making us your first listen of the day. And why don't you stop by Locked On Sports today and make them your second listen of the day? Then you can find it wherever you find this podcast. We are free and available on YouTube as well. Now, T. We do this. It's a Friday. We're going to have some good fun this weekend. We got March Madness going now. Everything going to be happening over the weekend. So make sure you guys come back on Monday. We're going to have a very special episode just for you. And one last thing before we get out of here, I ask this of each and every person that is partaking in this episode. Make sure, make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread love. <laughs> 